Hi friends, welcome to the Confident, Clear, and Hired podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Carvalho. This podcast was made for industry leaders who want to navigate through their career, gain clarity, develop your inner self, and know exactly where you belong in the workplace. In this space, you will learn how to master and develop the skills that will not only help you in your career, but throughout your entire life. If you have been working for a few years and you're ready to get yourself to that next level, I'm here to take you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Confident, Clear, and Hired podcast. So today we are diving into the dreaded performance reviews. And honestly, I think that for most management or for the individual, it's not really a good feeling to have to pass this notice, meet with the employee, and then have to monitor them. Performance reviews make a really bad name for themselves because once someone's on a PIP, they automatically assume that they'll get fired. And yeah, a lot of these cases are that it's an easy way to get rid of the employees that they don't want. But here's the thing. It shouldn't be that way. This should be a positive experience for an employee to make them aware of what needs to be adjusted so they can work together with you and grow. And also, this takes away that human-to-human connection because there's a piece of paper that's standing in the way. If the employee is underperforming in an issue, then it's not to say don't put them on a performance evaluation, but if you do, you need to be there for the employee. The success of the party comes from both the employee and the manager, so it depends on how you handle it as a leader. It really, really matters. The PIP is not a magic wand that is you know, administered and it will make everything all better. The first thing you need to be doing as a manager to make sure that this is successful is to construct like check-ins and follow-ups or else how is the PIP going to change if you're not there to guide the employee to their success? Even if you do see a change in the behavior, you still want to check in with them because you want to make sure that they just don't fall back down. So put those reminders on your calendar. This should be done in the beginning so you can already have this set. And it's also just makes it easier on you. Now, here's something that's really important. And this is a skill and really could be the key to probably avoid any terrible situation overall. And that's communication. So before you even decide to put this piece of paper in front of the employee, you should be speaking with them. Setting a meeting to see what their concerns and thoughts are. Sometimes a really big thing is misunderstandings and that can be avoided if you communicate early. You can also establish the triggers that are causing the concerns for the employee's performance. If you notice that there are concerns with the employee, Don't wait to take the action. Right, so if you see behavior and things that are wrong, don't wait to address it. The problem with this is that it's going to continue to pile up and then it will turn into a point where it will be a thousand percent more difficult for you to get them to how you want them to perform. So I also just want to repeat this again. I'm just saying a PIP is used to help the employee improve and grow and not, right? It's not to begin a termination process. So for a PIP to be successful for both parties, I want to go over just a few things. So 
Clearly, there needs to be an establishment on if it's a performance or a behavioral issue. As a manager, you need to be committed to the employee to help them succeed. Again, not to terminate because that's setting the wrong intention. Insubordinate behaviors also don't work well for PIPs because you want to make sure that it's something that you can actually solve. These things are like sales goals, right? So quality objectives and issues that are within a structured plan, they can be fixed. You also want to make sure before administering this that there wasn't any lack of training. So there's no employees that are just thrown into the wolves. So you want to make sure that there wasn't any disconnection and that there was no way that during this time of training, there was something that they had a lack of. And you also want to make sure that the performance concerns are not because of personal issues. Some employees have a harder time separating their personal and the work life. So this hinders their performance. This is where you want to show some empathy first. And if too much time passes on, right, and there's no changes, then you want to put into that PIP. All right, so once this is properly assessed, then you want to develop a plan for the employee. You want to underline information on their performance issues and plug it into a course of the dates of action, put into detailed also explanations and attach the job description. You want to make sure that you're also clarifying the expectations. That's very, very important. Then we dive into SMART goals. Uh, which can be used with everything. So problem solving, planning, so, so, so many things. Anyone know actually what this stands for? I don't know if you know many people actually connect this, but I'll give you a minute to think about it. All right, so SMART stands for Specific Measurable Objectives that are Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So time, we know that PIPs, or if you don't know, that's perfectly okay, but PIPs can go into a range of 30, 60, or 90 days. And this can be based upon how long it should take to fix the issue reasonably. So I prefer the 60 to 90 day time frame because I feel that it's sufficient enough. So let's say that there's someone that has attendance issues. And I'm using this example because I personally love to see on time or early employees because I'm one myself. And when someone constantly walks through the door late, I cringe. So let's say that during the 60 day performance evaluation, Bobby must have a perfect attendance being on time to work at the start of 8 a.m. and must clock in and out from break on time and uh, and stay until work until 5 p.m., which is his scheduled time that he needs to stay there until. There's FMLA and then those notices, medical notices, all that. It doesn't count. So let's say I'm the manager in this situation. I should be communicating with the employee on how often they're going to connect with me, the objectives, the resources, the training, and the coaching that will be done by me as the manager. HR is also normally going to help with this, but you want to clearly define the consequences for not meeting what those expectations or objectives are, like maybe demotion or termination. Okay, so we review with HR, right, making sure that the plan is proper and then implement the plan. Then we monitor, but we really want to be, you know, along with HR working together. 
Then we conclude, so before the ending date, there should be a meeting on, you know, how the employee is doing. We're going over with it with them on positives. And if there wasn't any change, then we just, of course, we're going to just close it there. If you do see the potential, but there needs to be more time, then of course you should extend it. But you want to make the best judgment that you can. You should just conclude it right then because sometimes it could be things that are out of the employee's control right so we need to take that into consideration the idea of the pip is to help the employees grow and the right way that to go about it as a leader is to really partner with the employee really partner with them to see the change I really hope that this helps those of you out there that are managers or those that are, you know, wanting to learn more about the way that the structure should be and how this really works for the employees to really understand as well. It does take two to tango and both the employee and the manager should collaborate to succeed. If you guys found this episode helpful, feel free to take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me on the Instagrams at um, Melissa Carvalho with three underscores i will also put in the show notes or you can find me on linkedin that is melissa b carvalho on linkedin until next week my friends i'll talk to you soon i just want to say thank you so much for listening in i hope this episode has given you some insight on exactly what is possible for you and how you can grow into a leader within your career even further Did you know that I have something special and this is specifically only for you podcast listeners? It's a course that's going to get you optimized on your LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn to Success is a course that I created so leaders and growth seekers like you can network and grow within a platform that carries an endless amount of opportunity. A value of $297, you get it only for $27. Amazing, right? I will link this below for you to get. I'm so excited about this course. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. It really helps us reach more people and make an even bigger impact. And I can't wait to speak to you in the next episode.